I'm a true to green. You might know me from things like Hennepin County Public Safety Facility, The Triple Rock, and Quest. Welcome to Crime Stories with Intruder Green. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, you ever get one of those moments where you leave the house and uh, you like left the stove on, and uh, or you think you left the stove on and you're not really sure, and you're like, "Did I do that?" And then you're freaking out about it the whole day, and you're like, "Oh, maybe I should just go home and like check the stove," and Either you can't or you just uh, feel stupid. <laughs> like, you know you did it, but you're not sure. Well, sometimes it's kind of like that with other things, but it's like the reverse where you're like, I'm pretty sure I have uh, released all the recordings I've done so far and uh, there's nothing left. And then eventually you're like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, I got one more that. I had and I forgot where I put it and then I thought it was uh no longer there so I figured oh I must have put it out there uh yeah it's just like the stove analogy or whatever uh so anyway I did this interview with uh my buddy Tane a while back and I was pretty sure I put it out and then I looked and I realized I hadn't put it out so it's a little old I'm sorry about that sorry Tane sorry uh, and sorry to everybody else, uh, but you know we gotta get this out there uh, to 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 meet our quota for the month, which is like one one episode a month. Uh, anyway, I appreciate everybody uh, hanging in there. Hope you're all doing good. Uh, and uh, speaking of you guys hanging in there, I gotta give a shout out to the producers of the podcast here. We got Fast Eddie Knowlton, Sarah Koenig, Luke Ellis, Chelsea McNally, and Carlos Hernandez. Love you guys. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, it was uh, real good talking to Tane. And I, I mean, you know, it was a while ago now, but uh, love that dude. We, we toured with Tightwire for, I think, the last tour we did, basically, in the States. And uh, they're a great band. If you, if you don't know them, you need to check them out. And uh, he had a good crime story. And yeah, without further ado, I want to show. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from Intruder Green, an inmate at Federal Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press one. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, Tane, what up, dog? It's good to see Fuck you. Yeah. Dude, yeah. thank you for having me. Your hair matches the shirt. You got yeah. a Sam Russo shirt on. I'm rocking my fucking Russo shirt. That's why he gave it to me is because he's like, yo, you need this shirt. It's fucking matching your stupid ass hair. <laughs> That's right. But it's it's like, I guess it's basically blue, but it's kind of like that. Well, I would call it turquoise, but like uh, over here, they call it turquoise. And I'm, I'm like, 
That sounds more French than German, but I guess it's cool. Whatever. See, over here, they just tell me I look like a Texas state troopers wet dream. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They, they'll, they'll arrest the shit out of you and like go jerk off about it later. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank hopefully you later, you. hopefully later as in, in not during. But, you know, you never know with those <laughs> fucking cops. <laughs> you don't. <dude. laughs> I got to say, this is the only interview I've ever done where uh, or a podcast I've ever done where I actually consulted my attorney before beforehand. And I really actually had to do that because I'm currently in trouble. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, so well, like, OK, <laughs> that's he, he good. Told me to not, he told me to not do it. But if I had to to just not go into specifics about my current problem. Oh, shit. You're fucking teasing the hell out of me now. What the fuck? You know, this is called crime stories that we can't we can't talk about the the current problem that you're having. Oh, good God. I well, I, mean, I can talk about it a little bit. I'm currently well, in trouble. I'm on probation. Oh, OK. I got caught, I got caught selling drugs and all right, you know, drink, drinking and I destroyed some public property in Minnesota and went to jail. And now I'm out on jail. Now I'm out of jail on probation um, or on parole right now, but it's going to transition over to probation. So I don't have to go back to jail. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, you know, jail sucks, so it's good to be out. But uh, I don't know what. Why is it that you can't talk about it? Like, well, because I haven't I, I the the conviction paperwork, from my understanding, hasn't gone through. I guess I can talk about it because I by the time this comes out, I, like I'm about to be switched over to probation. Yeah. In like a week. All right. Yeah, I'm I, real bad I, at putting episodes out, so it'll probably be like a couple of months before this shit comes out. <laughs> no, hopefully yeah, not well, that long. It, hopefully not that long. But, you know, like, uh, yeah, I guess it'll I, take I a week I at least. I guess I can't get re in trouble for what I'm already what I've already pled guilty. To, well, that's so. what I'm thinking. You already got caught. What the fuck else is going to happen? You know, like, uh, did you lie in, in the courtroom? Because that's not a good idea. They'll catch you and whatnot. But I still do it allegedly. So I didn't lie. I didn't lie in the courtroom. I just lied to the cops. I tried to pass a field sobriety test, which don't drink and drive. Nobody should ever do that. I that's true. This is one time I ever drank and drove. And um, unfortunately, I was way, way, way over the limit and carrying a bunch of drugs on me. Oh, yeah. Um, All sorts I, of bad I, decisions going on there, bud. I tried to the cop, the, the cops actually found it so funny that I attempted to do the field sobriety test that they actually showed me the video of me trying to do it. And I don't. I don't remember any of it. I, oh, yeah. I just remember I like I was so drunk. I woke up in jail. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, I was in jail. I was over Memorial Day. So like they were like, well, you're going to be here on a 72 hour stay, but we don't count Memorial Day. So oh, you're that's here fucking for, bullshit. And, dude, I was there for four fucking days. Um, and I, I don't know how many people who have been to jail who listen to this, but it's at least in Ramsey County, St. Paul, Minnesota, it it like the the POs, the correctional officers in there are fucking awful. 
Um, and I'm assuming across the board, but they would do shit. They would haze the fuck out of us. Like they would, uh, they would bring our food to the center of the cell block and they would let it sit in front of us for two hours before they served it. So it was like cold. Oh yeah. Uh, so they would bring in hot food, wait till it got cold and then give it to us. And, and then if, if anybody in the cell block acted out like this dude was just screaming that he wanted water and the CO was just screaming back, shut the fuck up or else you're going to get punished. They threw him in the hole cause he, he just wanted water. And then they punished us for six hours. They turned the lights out on us and we all just had to sit in our cells and missed our entire day. Like, so I was doing a, um, when I was in jail, I was doing something that they call 23 one where you're in your cell for 23 hours and you're out for one hour to like make a phone call if you need to or whatever. So that day I completely missed my chance to make a phone call. And that was the first day I was in. Nobody knew where I was. Oh shit. That's yeah. so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. yeah, you know, it's like you're a human person and you make mistakes and uh, therefore you should be, I don't know, fucking basically tortured for it. I guess that's yeah, kind of, exactly. yeah. That's exactly what jail's like. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, shit. We got right into the crime story here, and I'm glad you didn't hold back telling me about it. But uh, Jeepers Creepers. Uh, but, you know, uh, we were saying earlier that, uh, you know, how long ago did this happen? This happened was a Memorial Day. It was I, I went I, I woke up in jail on September 4th. OK. And so I this got year. Out yeah, yeah. It just happened since then. I've been minding my P's and Q's. I've been fully sober. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw you uh, talking about that on the social medias and whatnot. And I was like, well, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of like punk rock dudes and whatnot have been uh, going that way. And it's understandable because, you know, I think we've had a lot of time to reflect with this whole uh, crazy times uh, with the pandemic and everything. And yeah, (laughs) or or just get pinched (laughs) in some cases, I guess. I think it, I think it took it, it. I was making such dumb fucking decisions. It was either it was either I was going to get caught or do something even worse. So I guess circumstances. I'm I'm no fuck that. I'm not thankful it happened. Fuck that. Um, but <laughs> That's I'm, right. I'm I'm thankful to not be going back to jail. Yeah. And and I'm thankful for uh, the people in my life who are supporting me so I can stop fucking. Uh, jeopardizing my freedom oh, oh for sure i mean i i definitely know what it's like to uh realize that you you, you were doing like or or i was doing some fucking stupid shit and had i been caught you know it would have been very life-changing so uh you know sometimes uh it takes that to to fucking uh turn things around but ultimately it would be better to just have gotten gotten through it and then not got caught and then still been like, okay, maybe that was a little close. Let's not do that again. See, that's exactly what I didn't do, dude. I got, I got too good at not getting caught my entire life until I fucking did. Yeah. And and getting caught. I got cocky and I got caught doing the dumbest fucking thing that I've ever done. Cause usually when I'm, 
out like wreaking havoc or fucking not doing what I'm supposed to, I'm at least smart enough to like not drive drunk or something like that. Yeah, of uh, course. So, so that's that's what I never did is I never took all those times where I got away with it and was like, you know, it's probably going to come back to bite me in the ass if I keep doing it. But the more I kept doing it, I was just like, you know what? I'm just really good at it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I always looked at it like a like a like a game. It's like, well, it's a it's a police officer's job to catch me, and it's my job to not get caught. And I'm just really good at not getting caught. Well, yeah, and uh, you play the game until you 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 keep winning at the game until you lose. You know, like I guess uh, that's the thing. It's like uh, you get some wins, and then uh, unfortunately, when you lose, it's uh, game over, pretty much. Yep. Which uh, you know, fair enough, I guess. You you gotta you gotta. What do they say? You gotta do the time if you do the crime or some shit like that. I don't know. I know uh, Prometheus or whatever, <laughs> ancient scholar, something like that. I don't know who's the guy who predicted the twin towers. Uh, that guy. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't. Aristotle, know. something like mm. that. He predicted the Twin Towers and he said uh, some other shit about like s stuff that rhymed and uh, it made a lot of sense to people. <laughs> I believe it to be true. <laughs> but anyway, one thing that you definitely are doing right is writing some fucking uh, good ass songs, writing and uh, recording or at least. Yeah, yeah, we're we're just about to drop a new album. Uh, I never got Toby to respond to me as to when that's going to be, but I know it's going to be early 2023. Finally, yeah, We've been well, We've that's been what I read so online. And by the way, the band is called Tightwire, right? You didn't yes. change it again. No, we didn't. We didn't. Good, good, good. good. <laughs> but it's a new lineup now, right? Mm hmm. So over quarantine, our former guitar player, Paul, um, went back to school and actually the dickhead called me on Christmas Eve during quarantine was like, yeah, I just made the decision that I'm, I'm probably not going to come back to like, I don't want to, I don't want to be in a band that goes out on the road. So okay. either we just become a band that like plays every once in a while and doesn't really go out or you guys can keep doing it. And I was like, well, this sucks, but uh, I'm Merry Christmas. I guess we'll fucking keep doing it. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, like, <laughs> good answer. Well, I good answer. Even, I, didn't even, I didn't even answer it at first. I was just like, well, maybe this will just figure itself out. So we just like let it be for a long time because we couldn't do anything anyways. It was during right. quarantine. Yeah. But then when things started opening back up, we started getting tour offers, and I was like, well, fuck, I want to do this. So, and Parker wanted to do it too. So we talked to Paul, and everything's cool with that. Paul even still wrote a bunch of songs on this new record that we're about oh, to nice. put out. So Paul's still in, in some way, shape or form, a little bit of a part of it. Um, but we have Noel and actually we replaced him with another. I was going to say, Paul. I saw a picture and I thought I saw Noel there and I was like, fuck yeah. That yeah, she's dude. rad as hell. Yeah. Fucking she rips it up, man. So, so Noel joined on to just be like a replacement for a little while and decided that she loved it, which oh, I'm yeah. very, very thankful for. So Noel, and then my cousin, Paul, a different Paul, um, is playing rhythm guitar. So we're now a four piece, which I think we always intended to be. We just oh, never yeah. found that fourth person. 
Yeah, well, I don't. I mean, you know, like obviously we toured together. Seen you guys play quite a bit, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I always thought you guys were kind of like perfect as a three piece. Um, you know, it and that's not easy to do. Like, I I feel like uh, three pieces that make it that like uh, uh, make it. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. But uh, but like three pieces that are really good. You know, they gotta be good. Like you gotta fucking. Everybody's got to fit together and uh, be on top of this shit. Um, and you guys mm. definitely did that. Uh, so, you know, becoming a four piece, you know, I'm I'm interested to fucking check it out. Hell yeah. Sure. Yeah, dude, I, I I personally think it sounds way better. It makes my job a little bit easier. Um, but, you know, everything we've done with our band has been necess- is out of necessity. You know, like we we i think we remained a three piece not only because we really just didn't have a, a an obvious answer for a fourth person but also we just weren't making any mo- enough money to make it make sense like we were already eating shit so we were like well why would we add a fourth person into this misery and and that's <laughs> what yeah, I, yeah. Dude, everything we've done with this band is out of like been out of necessity and just kind of weirdly worked out like like the reason we everything's black and white is because the cheapest way to make merch is just get black shirts and print white oh, on sure. it. Yeah. And we were like, well, let's just make this our thing because we already don't make money. So why would we add colors? I don't and spend <laughs> you call it making it your thing, but I think it's just actually a punk rock thing. <laughs> you know, like that's why <laughs> yeah, yeah. so many bands are doing that black and white. Yeah. yeah, that's the cheapest way to go. Fucking. Yep. Fucking a. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we just decided to live with it, though. Yeah, well, why not? I mean, your your graphics look good and everything. I mean, shit, shit, your shit is tight, dude. Uh, tight wire, <laughs> even your band name. <laughs> and I, I was reading up on you guys and how you came up with the band name, and it was, uh, you know, I don't know how how real what I read was, but it was kind of like, oh, last minute kind of idea. And uh, but I think it's a great name, uh, much better than Mass Intruder. For, for instance, but uh, yeah, I do, because, you know, we got to explain to people what we're doing. But at the same time, it's real hard to say our name. So it's kind of dumb. Uh, but tight wire, uh, you get to say tight, which is a fun word to say. And uh, it's a cool sound, you know, so yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah you, you guys are great. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yeah. And it was, you know, such a pleasure having you guys out on tour with us. It seems like back in the day at this point, but uh, that was like the last time Mass Intruder was touring. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Have you guys done anything like as far as shows since then? Or you got anything to look forward to? Yeah, yeah. So we we did last November. We went out with Teenage Bottle Rocket for a month. And uh, that was our, our our maybe longest run with the new lineup. Um I've done a couple of like just kind of again out of necessity, just kind of like fill in uh, solo acoustic things. Um, uh, last August, I went out with uh, Brennan Kelly in place of right. Sam Russo. And then funny enough, in the place next of tour, Sam Russo, what happened to Sam? Sam couldn't come over here because of COVID shit. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. He couldn't, he couldn't make the flight. So, uh, Brendan and Toby called me three days before the tour started and was like, hey, you want to go on tour for three and a half weeks? 
And randomly, I was just able to make that work and figured out how to play the songs on an acoustic guitar in that time. Yeah, you played uh, Tightwire songs or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just played I just played as acoustic Tightwire. And then the most recent tour I did was again acoustically with Sam Russo and then this other really, really great band from Chicago called Kalimasi. Oh, yeah, yeah no, those that. guys. Yeah, yeah. We just went down there with them to fest and back. Um, but yeah, it's like every every time I show up, I've been showing up more as like playing solo. And I'm just as bummed out, if not more bummed out when I have to do that, because I, I <laughs> want our song to be played full band. It's just yeah. I've been literally doing it out of just necessity to get out there and fucking get back on the road. Oh, for sure. And I understand this necessity com completely. Uh, anybody who listens to the podcast regularly has heard me rip on, uh, <laughs> you know, punk rock acoustic stuff. And, it, oh, you know, I so but to, to clarify, like, I understand, like, yeah, it's a necessity. You got to go out there and people are still into the music. I'm sure like it's it's nice to be entertained and fucking like, you know, tight wire. It, you guys got hooks, so it's going to work, I think. But at the same time, you know, like that punk rock sound, it needs to be a full fucking band that's nice and loud and fucking you get that energy in there. You get fucking people moving. Um, yeah. So I can I understand. I understand your. Uh, yeah, I, I tried doing all the guitar solos. On, uh, yeah, yeah. I tried doing all the guitar solos on kazoo and it just sounded fucking stupid. <laughs> 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 you try to do something on it because I mean, because it was supposed to fucking sound stupid. I'm pretty sure. Probably. Well, I don't know how to fucking play harmonica. And and I was like, dude, all of our songs, if you're not singing, it's guitar solos. And I can't fucking play rhythm and play guitar solos. Yeah. So like I was like I before this last tour, I was like, well, maybe I'll just go out with my guitar. I'll record like. I, I have the ability to record like, you know, live versions of the songs, but I was like, well, that's fucking stupid. And I, and, um, I found it when I was unpacking all my gear, I was like, I found a kazoo and in my head, I thought it would be at least acceptable for some fucking reason. Sure. No, no, no. I and, mean, I I've seen guys pull it off before. Like there's, uh, uh there's some local musicians in, uh, uh, southern Wisconsin somewhere who I've seen do it and uh, yeah, they could do it, but I don't know for, 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 for like pop punk. I don't know if it works that good. It's so fun. it does not work good. In, <laughs> in my case, it does not work at all. It's just fucking stupid sounding. It's like it's like take take our already kind of like lighthearted pop songs and yeah. then making them sound even stupider. So like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I killed it immediately after the show in Chicago. I tried it. And I was playing in front of like, I don't know, 400 people. And I was like, you know what? This is not this is not acceptable at all. Like I could hear people laughing while I was playing the kazoo parts. And well, like, OK, but I mean, that's that's called for like it's like, dude, I'm playing a kazoo. Yes, please laugh because we, we all just need to get through this together, you know, like. Like, what else you want to do? Like, you, you fucking can't bring the band because it's an acoustic show. And it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, people might have been laughing, but I think it's kind of like I feel like they thought they were laughing with you. Whether oh, or not that was true. 
I'm sure I'm sure that's the case. Yeah, I uh, I just, you know, and I'm never one to like worry about feeling cool. But even even that I just felt like the biggest dork in the world. So I was like, you know, what? (laughs) I'm just going to not do anything during these parts and just try to shorten them and just get back to singing. Yeah, yeah. that's that's kind of the way to go. Yeah, I just cut the songs down um, throughout the like next shows, which I felt I felt bad, particularly anybody who came out for for the first like five or six shows on this tour with Kali Masi and Sam Russo. I kept apologizing, but like I was literally trying to figure out how I wanted to play a a solo (laughs) acoustic show. So so the first like five or six shows, people really got the short end of the stick performance wise on my part. So I apologize. How did you put the how did you do the kazoo? Like you you had to have it like put into your mouth to do this solo, but you're still playing playing guitar. Right. So how did how did yeah. that work? So I thought originally um, that doing the harmonica like neck thing was going to look even even dumber. <laughs> so I think we got, yeah. so instead True. instead what I did was I made the poor sound guy mic the kazoo and I I I used oh, gaffer. And I gaff taped it to another uh, vocal mic stand. So not only that's was actually, I, I mean, that's probably the right thing to do. I mean, I yeah. can see that. So I would, what I was doing is I was singing and then I would step back from my singing vocal mic and I would turn over and start uh, doing kazoo. But yeah. I never had enough. I never had enough time in transitions of singing the last note to like putting my mouth on the kazoo. So it was always like. I would come in like a measure too late on the solo. Oh shit! Um, shit That's like also that. bad. So it, yeah, it was just it was just it was a fucking uh, a shit show. Like yeah. I, yeah. So it, it took me six shows to figure out what the fuck I wanted <laughs> to do. So, apologies. Well, you know, like wow. Come on, you, you you can't be apologizing all the time. It was COVID. Everybody was just doing what they got to do. You know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but you know, like, uh, that's actually pretty creative. I, I think, I think people should just appreciate the fact that you tried to pull it off and, uh, you know, like, uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it sucks when you, you, you have to miss those notes and everything, but that's how, you know, you, your songs are tight. It's like tight. Why you, you're, you're fucking living up to the name and everything. <laughs> Thanks. Omi. You're making me feel so much better about it. Oh, no. I mean, I obviously I wasn't there. I, I haven't seen any of these. Like, I don't know if there's any video of it, but uh, I, I hope I think it, it sounds pretty amazing. Like if I was there, I might have been laughing my ass off at you. Like there would have been no laughing with you in my case, but definitely uh, I would have fucking given you props for just trying, you know, like uh, you got to do what you got to do fucking you know it's like what you know you're you're a punk rock band i've been playing punk rock for so long now and uh and it comes down to show business and what's the rule of show business the show must go on so yes, uh, sir. you know like who knows how that works out sometimes you fucking tape a kazoo to a microphone to make hey, the man. show go on it, it, it just like the intro of our new record it says it's not much but it's still show business. Hey, there it is. All right. (laughs) Yeah, baby.
Oh. Hi, Intruder Maniacs. Are you in a band? The answer is, of course you are. Everybody's in a fucking band these days. Anyway, if you're in a band, congratulations. I'm making the worst financial decision of your life. Aside from taking out college loans or something, yeah. Now, there is a way to lessen the burden of such a financial decision. It's called merchandising. And Stupid Rap Merch Company is all ready to meet your merchandising needs. You want uh, some t-shirts? Uh, you want got a tight deadline you need them printed on? And because you booked a tour less than a month out and uh, didn't get canceled like everybody else's tours did? Uh, how about a bunch of weird random trinkets like keychains or uh, medallions and what about koozies? You know, like everybody likes koozies. Koozies are great because they keep your drink cold and your hand warm or vice versa depending on what you're drinking. Stupid Red Merch Company can get all these made for you. Stupid Red Merch Company is an in-house artist who can help you with your designs and stuff. They're still a small enough company that uh, they pay special attention to you and your special needs because, you know, everybody's got special needs. Like, uh, you know, you probably mostly. And uh, they even got a web store. That's where the real magic is. You go on tour and you sell your stuff, but chances are you're going to have some left over or some fans are going to feel like left out because they didn't have enough money to buy something at your show. So they go on a stuperedmerch.com and find stuff from your band on there. They'll take care of all your production and shipping fulfillment needs. So go ahead, go on a Stupid Red Merch Company web store. Right now, and uh, check out all the tight bands that are already on there. They got a bunch of them, like got uh, the Bomb Pops and like the Bad Cop, Bad Cop and stuff. It's all good. Uh, yeah, uh, all sorts of cool swag. And uh, right now, right now, if you go on there and at checkout, you use the code Prison, you can get fifteen percent off all of the uh, Stupid Red merch branded apparel uh, at StupidRedMerch.com. Go check it out. Guitar players, I bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar amp. You know, you go on some auction site or something, and it's all crap. <laughs> yeah, well that's because, you know, you gotta look in the right place. And the right place is Yeah Man's Vintage and Used Guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in like Switzerland or something? Yeah man, they are. Burn Switzerland to be exact. But you know, you can, um... Uh, Get on the internet and you can go check out the website, yeahmansguitars.com, and uh, you can order stuff on there. So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world. You can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for. And you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there, and it's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeahman Guitars on the electronic mail. That's the email. It's like 21st century, and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people would call it magic. Some people would call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, yeahmansguitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's where you email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure. And you could tell them Green sent you. Yeahmans Vintage and Used Guitars. Well, I wanted to, I mean, you already gave me a crime story. Was that the one or did you have anything else? Well, I can I can give you more about my childhood and growing up because I definitely uh, it's not going to paint me in the best picture because uh, of the fact that I was so good at not getting caught 
it meant that people who were is this the stuff the lawyer doesn't want you to talk about because then they'll be like wait he's got a past where he did all this fucked up shit yeah now i just we won't need go, to throw yeah. the book at him yeah 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 so i'm just not going to go into detail allegedly i got in i, I should That's have gotten right. into that word. a lot of trouble um unfortunately i had really rad friends i mean fortunately had really those friends who who wouldn't rat me out but there was there's been a few occasions where i've owed a lot to people um who didn't rat me out because maybe or maybe not the thing they got in trouble for was really my idea and oh yeah not that they ever got in trouble because i gave them up i would never fucking talk at all but people definitely got in trouble helping me achieve <laughs> an idea um, that uh, oh. it, that I, um, for some reason, got out of every time. And this is so now. Now I really wish you weren't like currently in trouble because I really want to know the details about that. Like that sounds well, like some fucking heist movie shit. <laughs> a lot none of it's like heist movie shit or like caper, it's not, caper movie it's that's not, what i mean not heist it's, like heist yeah, is yeah. a very specific thing where you like steal something but like if you're doing a caper that could be all sorts of different shit but it's like you gotta have a plan you know that's the thing you you have a plan and you're fucking pulling some shit off and it sounds yeah. like uh real real adventurous which is well uh, it's the best it's, part it's, of crime it's a product of growing up extremely poor and trying to not be poor, uh, a lot of times you fall into. My plan was I'll do, I'll do certain crimes, uh, to make myself some capital, and then I'll use that capital to do something legit. And uh, unfortunately, right. unfortunately, some of those things didn't really go as planned. Nobody ever did a lot of time or anything like that. So I, I don't want people to think I'm a total asshole. But and I've made it up to the people that I've that that got fucked in in maybe some of my ideas. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe I'll go into uh, what is it? it the stat, what's the statute of limit limitations on on shit like that? I don't know the law. I think it's like 10 years, 10 years pass. It, you, like you can I always say thought it was you seven years, but that might just be debt. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Well, here. OK, so I'm I'll always you in prison, so it don't matter. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you a light version of uh, of maybe some heavier stuff that happened. But the light, the a good example of of me. Um, so we'll go back to high school. Me in in uh, um, when I was a senior in high school, I helped plan our graduating party or one of them and my friend um who got in trouble unfortunately uh he his dad was the main manager of the Pepsi plant in the small town in South Dakota that I grew up in oh yeah uh or not in South Dakota I don't know some some other place some other made up place <laughs> um and uh is that a retcon and, for uh, anonymity <laughs> And uh, and I was I was like, yo, let's throw the biggest party we possibly can at this fucking Pepsi plant. We got soda. It's a fucking big warehouse. And this was just an like off the cuff idea. And it turns out like so we would go and party at this plant 
um, like just me and some of my close friends because we didn't have anywhere else to go. So we would go and get stoned and drink booze and drink a bunch of soda and fucking play cards and yeah. and whatever at this at this warehouse. And we were like, you know what? Like, it's far enough out of town, which in retrospect should have been like, it's on its own. So it's really easy to know when there's a shitload of cars all of a sudden parked there at the middle right. in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, but I was like, you know, it's far enough out of town where we could like we could really get some fucking going and we don't have to worry about disturbing the peace or whatever. Um, and we probably won't get caught. So. I mean, I didn't know the whole fucking high school was going to show up to this fucking thing. <laughs> but, yeah, um, that's, but literally, literally, the kids never do. <laughs> bro, uh, so, so this is exactly how it went down. And I, I have my current band member, Paul, my cousin, was actually standing with me in the moment. He didn't get caught, but a couple other people did get caught. But, at, at one point, I was standing in the warehouse and I was like, yo, there's no way cops aren't coming tonight. There's too many. <laughs> and and so I called my friend to come pick me up. And my friend five minutes later is like, yo, I'm here, but there's cops everywhere. <laughs> and like and like there the party's still going. And I <laughs> I. I swear to fucking Christ, dude, I will go. I will swear on my grandmother's grave that I yelled cops, but I literally hung up my shitty little Nokia cell phone. It was like in 2007. Yeah. I hung up my phone. I looked at my girlfriend and Paul, who I was standing with, and they said I just ran out of the building. But <laughs> oh, I swear to fucking God, I screamed cops and then ran out of the building but they will take it to their grave that i just hung up the phone was super wide-eyed and then just booked it out of the building i mean uh, you might have been uh you know i mean like yeah what what can you do in that sort of situation is like yeah you could yell cops but is anybody gonna fucking know or, or do yeah. anything about it like you might be better off just saving your own ass i mean sometimes that's well, the right thing to do so Either way, had I yelled cops or not, my intentions were good to like warn everybody. I truly, yeah. if I did not yell cops, which I fucking swear to God I did, um, if I did <laughs> not, I meant to in every every part of my being to warn people. But I I was standing next to the back door, so I booked it. it for, like fortunately, the back door, it, there was like um like a hill that yeah. went down into like a creek area and it had really really fucking tall like um grass and uh cattails which if you yeah. don't know what cattails are just look them up on the internet they're weird fuzzy hot dog looking things yeah. i and know I what went the fuck they are i fucking I, come from a land full of that shit but yeah you know, um so i went and hid in cattails for four hours yeah well well i just watched people run out and either get caught by cops or, you know, for the situation, maybe only only like three people got in serious trouble. Wow. But, you know, but they got real serious trouble, probably. Yeah. My my buddy whose dad was the manager, he got in the most trouble. And still to this day, I still talk to him. I've uh, we've made it right. But. And he's 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 such a sweetheart. He's never held it against me in any any fashion. Okay. But, the manager of oh, what? 
Like, I, I don't so understand it, where your story went with that, with the manager being somebody important. Yes. OK, OK, OK. Um, sorry, I go off on a lot of tangents. So the the original idea was let's throw this banging party at this Pepsi plant. Oh, yeah. Had, That's Homeboy's right. father was the manager. So Homeboy had access to the keys. And we this the idea developed because we would go out there on weekends at, for a place to party. We could it, it was like a warehouse. We could smoke cigarettes in there. We could drink. No one was fucking with us. And so yeah. we did this quite a lot of times. And we had a lot of great parties there. But they were just me and like my crew of like eight other friends. Right. Um, and it was it was my idea to involve as a, like a senior party, the entire fucking high school. Yeah, I didn't. I, by no means were any of us popular. So I didn't think like the whole fucking school, the whole like senior class was going to show up to this shit. But we had seniors. We had everybody from high, like, you know, like juniors, sophomores. We had like oh, people, kids <laughs> that you know, like fucking towny kids that were, you know, for some reason, fucking around with high schoolers uh, there. And oh, yeah, it, well, it's, it was a lot of the towny kids, though. It was a lot of those towny kids that got in the most trouble, which I I don't necessarily feel that bad because why the fuck, you know, like the second I turned 18 and graduated high school, I had no dream of ever fucking around and like partying with kids younger than me. So that's their own goddamn fault. Oh, um, yeah. But uh, but so, you know, the, the the person who really got the shit shitty shittiest end of the stick was the kid who ha whose dad was the manager. He had the keys and he was my he he still to this day is one of my good, good friends. Um, but I just feel bad because it wasn't it wasn't my place to plan the party. It was, you know, because it wasn't me exactly on the line, but I wasn't thinking about it like that. So yeah. it, when the whole thing went to shit, this kid got in a fuckload of trouble. He. He went to boot camp over it because that was the answer back like when I was a kid, especially in the, you know, definitely this never took place in South Dakota. This is some made up place. All right. The place I grew up. <laughs> the allegedly. place I grew up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Allegedly. The place I grew up in, the solution was if you got these badass kids, you send them to fucking army boot camp treatment. Yeah. And then they come back fixed. And that was never Which the I, case. I always wondered about that because it was like. You send them to army boot camp treatment. And it's like, how do you send them to army boot camp without making them join the army? Seems like you're just signing them up for like, uh, all right, you fucked up. Uh, go to war. Yeah, I mean, that's I think that's the intention is you take all these badass kids yeah. that, uh, you know, probably don't have a lot in their life. Send them there as like rehabilitation. But then you just turn them into fucking angry American loving army kids sure. is probably that was that's you know, I don't know too much about that whole system other than other than that's that was like the ultimate punishment for underage uh, teenagers when I was going to high school. And I had like I, I fucked around with like the, the crowd that smoked a bunch of weed and we all hung out at the skate park. And I never went, but there was, you know, my, my parents would have never, my parents are cool. They don't, 
they wouldn't fucking ever let me do something like that, which I I'm so yeah. thankful for. But like a lot of the kids I went to like that I was around when they would get in to trouble. Um, that's that was the solution. Their parents would send them for the summer to boot camp. And they'd come back with the sh- the shaved head and, and the whole thing. And basically, they just went there to get treated like shit. Yeah, yeah, You know? Like, your parents can't beat the shit out of you, so uh, send it to somebody who will. Yeah, yeah. Or can. And I think, it, I think the intention was, like, from the parents to, like, put the fear of, like, ruin a summer for them, and then maybe they'll come back and, like, not be badass kids anymore. But that was never the case they came back and just did what kids do and oh just, yeah because they're still going to be oh, assholes but uh now they got training to, yeah yeah they could do it even better yeah you you just you just basically toughened a kid up that was already a badass kid <laughs> yeah i mean that's i mean yeah i that's that's to, uh it's kind of a, a pretty like cliche thing i think there was like a lot of sitcoms and shit and whatnot, where they were like, oh, we're going to send you to boot camp because you fucked up and whatnot. But like, yeah, yeah, that was the idea. It was always like, yeah, this kid's a badass. He's, you know, like you in that, in that, that <laughs> it's so fucked up because it's like the parents themselves just don't even want to address the real problem, which is that this kid probably fucking needs attention from you, you know? Yeah. And uh, then they fucking push them away even further. And then, uh, yeah, they get training and they come back as an even worse badass. Yeah. This is something that I didn't even think about until just now. It like how, how fucked up and it's probably still really fucked up. You know, I don't know how, how kids are treated now when they get into a ton of trouble, but like the, the dude, this wasn't, this was 15 years ago, maybe. This was how we treated kids when they were badass, you know, like they would they would go to boot camp rather than like maybe get them into therapy and maybe their parents just own up on their bullshit and, and yeah. figure out that, you know, maybe this kid just needs extra attention or. Well, yeah, I, well, you know, I'm thinking about 15 years ago, too. I mean, it, it was also like it was either that. Or the alternative was like put them on drugs, you know, like fucking, yeah, push push Adderall or whatever the fuck on them. Which Adderall is fucking great. So you know, give me if you guys want to, you know, send some Adderall to Germany. Uh, I'll give you my address in the DM, slide in my DMs for that. But uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like those were the options. It was like, oh, you send them away. Or you fucking uh, just <laughs> put them on dope. It's like they're already doing dope. Just let them do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We were like, we were like, yo, it, cocaine's so much more expensive. But like, we're all on Adderall. So crush that up toward it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I figured out from a young age. Like, I remember I did a, I remember I did a tour with with Teenage Bottle Rocket, and Miguel came back, and I was crushing up an Adderall allegedly. Yeah. Oh. Uh, or an orange powder and and he was like yo what are you fucking snoring this orange and i was like bro it's adderall it, like yeah yeah i've seen those any other drugs and he looked at me like i was weird and i was like yo i've been doing this since i was like fucking 15 years old 
because I've been on this shit forever. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I never even thought of that really either. Is like we we never had to seek out drugs because we were all just on them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Well, now I feel old, but uh, you know it's cool because uh, I don't know. I guess it just is cool. I, I don't have a follow up to that uh, statement. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so that that story is like the the childish version of maybe some other stories that I may or may not have been in proximity to when bad things happened. I just t- ended up being. I was always like, for some reason, the kid who everybody's parents were questioning but like for some reason the school system or the law always was like there's no way this 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 idiot's involved in anything (laughs) so i just i just basically played stupid out of every situation that i've ever been in until i finally got caught to the point where i couldn't there was no way out of it yeah like you do yeah i understand that completely Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should have learned my lesson many times, but I didn't. Well, shit on a dick. That is a uh, pretty. Uh, what's the word? When you say something and it means something extra, I don't know. Uh, the opposite of obsolete. That's 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 yeah, pretty obso obso. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you can't put me on the spot like that. I will not think of that word. Um, <laughs> me neither. But, uh, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so in, in hindsight, and I just want to say that I have made everything right with anybody that I've ever been involved with. Everybody's okay. I've never I've never been a part of like a bank fucking heist that went wrong and led to ruining other people's lives. Allegedly. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing like that. So I just, you know, I am a piece of shit in my own way. I'm just a really, really stupid piece of shit who ended up never getting caught. Um, But everybody in my life is okay. I'm friends with everybody I was ever involved in any crimes with. Everybody's cool. We're all cool. It was ne- I'd never I I never and would never give up somebody to save my own ass, which um, I think is is an important rule to say. If you see somebody committing a crime, you didn't fucking see it. Yeah, I think. That, well, unless they're like beating the shit out of like somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. I mean, that's, that's you might the- want to like. Yeah, that, that's when you got to do something about it. <laughs> but um, OK, that's yes. yes. So. I'll, I'll let, let me just re redo that. Uh, if you see somebody stealing food from a grocery store because they're hungry, you didn't see it. If you see somebody beating the shit out of a woman and maybe they aren't a woman, then maybe step in and do something about it. For, For sure. sure. Step in and do something about it. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of like the, uh, the scale, right? Yes. Like, uh, where, where is this? Uh, but, where was this crime that you may or may not have uh, done something about on the scale of uh, somebody beating the shit out of a lady or uh, stealing food? Stealing food. I mean, 
stealing food in general, like, uh, you know, it's like somebody comes to my my fucking hideout. I don't know how they found it because it's pretty fucking hidden. But if they steal my food, I'll be like, all right, I guess motherfucker needed some food. Fucking a. Yeah, they, they really got in there if they fucking they really needed if they fucking find my place and steal my food, because I mean, all it is is fucking red hot Cheetos anyway. Like I, I fucking import that shit. So that's not even going to sustain you. It's just going to give you the shits all day. So I, I mean, you know, but you got to eat when you got to eat. You know, like you fucking find something you to eat. Yeah. put in your belly. You got to have it. Eating food, eating food in any facet should never be a crime. So that's 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 where my line is in the book. You don't fucking there, there's obviouses of don't beat people up, don't cause a problem with other people's lives. Uh. Don't fucking rape people. I shouldn't even have to say that. Just don't do that. Um, if you need to eat, though, and I see you throwing a little bit of food in your po- pocket at the grocery store, I didn't fucking see that. Fuck yeah. I mean, I would I would definitely not see plenty of other crimes, but, uh, you know, that 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 one is definitely respectable. Yeah, people need to eat. And drink water and drink and booze to moderation. Oh, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> and moderation in moderation. Well, Tane, I believe that you are exactly who you say you are. I would not expect you to fucking put anybody away because of uh, a time to get her. And uh, it was gr- really great talking to you. And um, I'm glad you're uh, sort of on the up and up, you know, <laughs> You had a you had a conflict and you 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 pulling pulling out of it. Um, you know, it could be said about old true degree a few times. Oh, but uh, yeah, I hope uh, you're gonna get back on the road and fucking play some shows, maybe in Europe soon, huh? Hell yeah, I've been talking to Sam Russo about coming over there and us and him maybe doing something. We got that record coming out in March, probably March, April yeah. at the latest. And uh, and then, yeah, we'll be doing a bunch of shit. We'll be we'll be hitting the road as much as humanly possible. And it won't be me in a kazoo. It'll be me and everybody else who is supposed to be with me. Fuck yeah. Well, yeah. Let me know when you're coming to Europe and uh, I'm going to make you do the podcast again, because, uh, you know, bad cop, bad cop has got uh, they're the ones who have been on two times and I think they're going to be on three. And uh, I got to find a different one for you because they're bad cop, bad cop returns. And when they do it again, they got to be bad cop, bad cop uh, and Robin or, or forever. Bad cop, bad cop forever. And, but I, I think I think you'll be you'll be uh, uh, Tane. It, it, it's your name. Really? Your name is really not Tane Graves, but that's what you go by, right? No, no. My name is actually Tane Graves. Really? That's your last name? My my full name. Yes, I'm not. I'm somebody asked me if I was a Michael Graves fan once, which I I took extreme. (laughs) Yeah, I would do. I (laughs) I almost my fucking name over it. But my my born name is T.A.N.E. Tane. Middle name Joseph. Last name's Graves. Like multiple graves. Well, it's a tight fucking last name. If only some other asshole hadn't fucking tried to ruin it for you. But you're uh yeah. yeah, whatever. You got the flag now, bud. You 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 
I'm taking yeah. it back. Graves flag. Yeah, take it back. Oh, it was yeah. great to talk to you, bud. And uh, if yeah, you come to Europe, we'll do it again. And I think it'll oh, be yeah. uh, uh, Tane Harder. A <laughs> <laughs> Graves Harder. I don't know. We'll figure Tane it out. Harder. All right. All right. All right. Love you, dude. <laughs> we'll keep up. Love you too, buddy. And that's it for the Intruder Green Podcast. I want to thank Payne again for being on it. You can hit me up on all the socials in Intruder Green or go to IntruderGreen.com for all sorts of cool stuff. The Intruder Green calling line is plus one six zero eight five three five nine six zero eight. Patreon.com slash Intruder Green if you want to become a producer of the show. Uh, the Intruder Green Podcast, uh, a.k.a. Crime Stories with Intruder Green, is produced by Colin Bennett, management by Anka Kramer, hair and makeup by Jimothy Smith, set design by Dylan Raymer and CC Raymer, catering Matthew Hendershot, lighting squeak lights, Rahway, New Jersey, our theme song is Particles by Tight Bros, a little too rare 